very simple vision here at Stockton in the Maribel School Corporation. It's every child, every day, whatever it takes. Welcome everyone to the Driving Vision Podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. And here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Ryan. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it if you do, and leave a comment. This week's episode features two organizations that are driving vision and education in two very distinctly different ways. First up, Ziegler Subaru Merrillville supports kids in education through Subaru Loves Learning. Hear how our teams have driven vision at one Merrillville area elementary school through the eyes of that school's principal. Then, Kalamazoo area's First Day Shoe Fund matches kids in need of sneakers with a pair of new shoes. Join Maggie with First Day Shoe Fund and those Ziegler employees who are on hand for fitting day at a local elementary school. But First, we turn to AM Wellness's Coach Jess for our health tip of the month. Hey, Coach Jess from Athletic Mentors back with your health tip this week. As we take a deeper dive into the foods we eat, let me first start off by saying fresh is always best. Processed foods should only be consumed in moderation. There are different levels of processing, so it's always important to read the label on every package before consuming. Minimally processed foods, such as bagged lettuce and cut up veggies, are convenient and an easy way to eat healthier. Foods processed at their peak to lock in nutritional quality and freshness, such as canned tomatoes, frozen fruit and veggies, and canned tuna fish, these are all great as well. Just beware of any added sugars. Foods that are ready to eat and pre-made are your worst offenders. These rarely have any nutritional value. When you're reading the food label, avoid added sugars and artificial sweeteners. Things like salsas, dressings, sauces, and even yogurt will add these. It's important to also read the ingredient list on the label. Watch out for different types of oils that are unhealthy, such as corn, soy, sunflower, canola, grapeseed, palm oil, etc. Stick to unrefined oils such as olive, coconut, avocado, or even full-fat butter. Stay away from things that say hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated. Before you grab that next snack out of the vending machine, take a minute, challenge yourself, and choose the healthier option. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the special edition of the Future of Zag Today Driving Vision podcast. So today we've got an exciting topic. Kyle Feynman, GM, Subaru Merrillville, and Mark Adaby is with us as well. So Kyle, will you tell us a little bit about why we're here today and how Subaru loves? Yeah, absolutely, Sam. So today we're celebrating one of the five pillars of the uh, Subaru love promise. So basically there's Subaru loves the earth, Subaru loves to care, Subaru loves to help, Subaru loves pets. And then today we're celebrating Subaru loves learning. So we have uh, Principal Petralia here with us with Sauk Elementary School, which is the school that we sponsor in, in the form of donations. So we'll go through a little bit about what we did from the Ziegler Auto Group and Subaru side of things for to help out the kids and the teachers at uh, his elementary school. And this will be an exciting conversation. How cool is it, Kyle, to you and Mark to be part of an auto group and part of a dealership that gets to focus part of your day on this, right? Which is giving back as part of the Subaru corporate culture, but then also part of the Ziegler Auto Group world. Isn't it cool? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. It's, you know, to, to have Ziegler and to be partnered with Subaru and just Ziegler's core values of giving back as well with the things that we do as yeah. an auto group and then to partner with a company like Subaru. I mean, it's just, it's a perfect match. 
Awesome. Well, hey, Mike, we get to ask our first question and the key question of the podcast to Principal Nicholas Petrelia. Welcome, Principal Petrelia. We appreciate having you here. Thank you. So the first question of the podcast of any is, what is your vision of the world being a principal and how are you driving vision to change the world? We follow a very simple vision here at SOC and in the Maryville School Corporation. It's every child, every day, whatever it takes. So with us being part of a public school, we do not uh, deny any enrollment in this school. No matter what kid walks through our door, we accept them with open arms and do the best we can to educate them, to give them an opportunity, opportunity to be successful in their future. So our core value is very simple because it's easier for our teachers, staff, and students to remember. So it's every child, every day, whatever it takes. And when Subaru and Ziegler comes with the adopt a classroom, I thank your group so much. It's like our teachers are winning the lottery, you know, and and they get to spend, just know that your money that you are giving is going directly back to our school. It's going directly back to our kids and it's improving the learning environment for them to hopefully grow up to be productive citizens one day. We thank you very much. And being a principal is not an easy thing to do in this day and age. What is it about education that is so tough today that the vision is let's take every kid as they come and do our best to make them into great adults? Why is that so tough in today's world? I think things have changed in society and we try to really focus on in this building is really just focusing on the things that we control. Okay, so we have the kids roughly from 8.30 to 3. So while they are with us, there are no excuses. We're going to do the best we can to educate our our children. But unfortunately, you know, and we can just look at society in general, not all kids come from the same background. Not all kids come from the same educational attainment. Not all kids come from homes that may value education the way others may value education. So it's our job to take each and every kid and pick those pieces up and get them to where they belong. So that way, again, our ultimate goal for them is to go out and not just finish we're a K through four building, not just finish through fourth grade, but our ultimate goal, and it should be the goal of any any school district is to create functioning uh, citizens that can contribute back to society. What an important mission and principal, something you need to know is uh, our co-host on the show, Mike Van Ryan, who's been with the auto group for 17 years, shares not only your educational background as principal, not only your passion for uh, helping turn these kids' lives into the best they can be, but also your commitment and dedication to education itself. So Mike Van Ryan, we're super excited to have you obviously back and we'd love to have you walk principal through principal to principal. What is this event that happened and how does it impact your mission principal to uh, help educate these kids, Mike? Walk us through that. Yeah, well, thank you. I know uh, firsthand how special a principal's role is in educating the lives of children and also helping out with the uh, staff as well, right? And recognizing them. So thank you for uh, your commitment to education. Talk to us about Subaru Loves Learning and what that looked like uh, for your your staff, for your students. And then maybe tell us too, uh, also, how big of a school do you have and what grade levels is it? 
So I'll start with that, the first part. Uh, we are a K to four building. We educate kindergarten, first, second, third, and fourth grade. We are a building of about 600 kids. We are a minority majority district, which okay. means that the majority of our students are either black, Hispanic, multiracial. We are a title one school, which means that we receive assistance because of our, our children come from low, often socioeconomic status. So that is a contributing uh, a factor. So in our building, so one cool thing about Sock Elementary is we house the MOMH program, which is our severe needs students. So any okay. child that lives in Maryville district lines that has severe needs, nonverbal, severe autism, et cetera, uh, essentially teaching them life skills on how to cope and survive when they become adults, we house that here. On the opposite end of the spectrum, we also house our high ability. So oh, we wow. get to take in all of the students from Maryville schools that are like the top 5% of their class. And they Fantastic. come and they're, and they're educated here too. So we get life skills and high ability and basically everything in between that you could imagine. So that's our school. That's a, a lot nutshell. of responsibility and, for you and, and for your team. And congratulations on that. That's yeah. neat. Talk and to us about, it, you know? yeah. Talk to us about, uh, as you go about your day-to-day, -day, what's the most rewarding part of your day? I know you have a lot of responsibilities. It's all about the kids. So making those impact with kids, you know, walking down the hallways, kids running up to you, giving you hugs and stuff like that. I, I've been an administrator in uh, secondary level at the high school and also at the middle school levels. And usually when they would see the principal come and they try to turn the other way. Right? So now I Sound have, familiar, Mark and Kyle? Yeah, yes. Have, oh yeah, when they call in the, the big guns, then everyone's walking away, right? So here it's totally different, you know? They come up to you in the biggest hugs and the biggest smiles and, and it's just, it's, it's very rewarding. So. The best part of my job is, is when we can make impacts on kids' lives and when we can, you know, have meetings about kids that really uh, impact their future and get them going in the, in the right direction. We had a very impactful meeting uh, yesterday with a parent and we walked out of, you know, I go home and I was just like, wow, that was a great day. You know, even those small yeah. victories like that. So that's awesome. And you use the word impact, right? Talk to us about the impact that Subaru Loves Learning had on your on your students. So we this is our second year for Subaru Loves Learning through the Adopt the Classroom. As you all may be aware that, uh, especially in the last probably 10 to 15 years, um, there's been a shortage in funding and education, especially public education. And we all, I think we all can agree that in order to have a proper and functioning society, we need to have educated individuals. So with Subaru Loving Learning and coming in through the Adaptive Classroom, each year I select six teachers. I select teachers from each grade level, and then our kids also go to specials. What I mean by specials is they go to music. <clears throat> Excuse me. They go to music, art, or um, PE. So this year I selected an art teacher because she does phenomenal things with kids and we're always short on art supplies. So she went out and immediate lot, immediately bought $500 worth of art supplies for her kids that went right back to the classroom. And that was wow. because of you guys. So paint brushes, clay, they're gonna be doing like clay molds and stuff like that. Our kids have never, like just experiences that some of us may have had in our lives. A lot of my children have not. So sure. 
just stuff like that. It's wonderful. So I selected her, fourth grade teacher, third grade teacher, second grade, first, and kindergarten. But I didn't just select teachers that were good for kids. I selected teachers that go above and beyond and do more than they need to. They commit themselves before school, after school. They're at events. They're seen around school. Although it's through Subaru, it's my way to also acknowledge them that I notice and we noticed that they're doing a great job for kids. So principal, take us to that moment when you walked in and you let the class and the teacher know that, hey, this is something that's being made available to you. This is what we're going to do. What was their reaction? That's what it's all about. You know, it, yeah. it's uh, you see them light up like a Christmas tree. And that's what it's really yeah. all about. The teachers are so excited. The kids are so excited. And I wish I could have recorded my second grade teacher from the box that Kyle and Mark left. She opened up the box and she goes, oh my gosh, this is awesome, you know? And <laughs> That's for, so cool. for Kyle and Mark, you know, you might just think, yeah, we're putting a box together and it's going to be, and not that you are, but it's great for our kids and it's a great community. Like, it's the little things like that. Just being yeah. acknowledged that you're doing a great job and you're making a difference and that you're, you're like I said, you're acknowledged go so far, but our, our kids. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting principle how when we give back, sometimes we get so much more back in return. Right. So Kyle and Mark, talk to us a little bit about what it was like dropping these uh, boxes off. What was that experience like for you? Well, this year was a little bit better because we actually got to go inside the school, right? <laughs> Last year we had to do everything outside, but just to see the looks on their faces and especially with the love bus, which I know we haven't talked about. Um, what is yet. the love bus, by the, the way? Bus. It's is not that, a Volkswagen dealer. Is that a song, right? Sam? Is that a song? <laughs> I don't right. know if that's the official name or just what we call it, but the love bus, we have a display out on the showroom floor, which is a cutout of a school bus. And then we have these little apples that we display next to it that customers can write uh, words of gratitude and then stick it on the bus for the teacher. So it's, oh, wow. uh, it's really cool to see the customer interaction with that as well. Um, but when we showed up with the six boxes and the love bus, it's, you know, the looks on their faces are priceless and we know that, you know, how much they appreciate it. So, so no, it, it's a pleasure for sure. Any interesting reactions, principal, from some of the teachers as they read these notes of gratitude? Truly, our listening audience all across the country, I think generally has incredible gratitude for teachers and the sacrifices they make. You know, any interesting or noteworthy reactions from the teachers as they read these notes of gratitude, principal? You know, the one thing that I'll just say is, is and I, Kyle and Mark kind of know the layout of our building. We put it right where... It's like our main artery, our main hallway in the building. So we've hung up last year's sign and we we already hung up this year's sign. We're very proud of the distinction and we're very proud of Subaru selecting our school. And we want that to be showcased to not only our teachers, our students, but also our parents. Yeah. And often you'll just see as parents come in the building or teachers as they're walking by, just reading the apples, I'll catch myself doing that as well. And it's just nice to know that you're appreciated. And we, through Maryville, we also have a public relations director. She came out, she took photos of Kyle, Mark, myself, and the teachers. And uh, we're just, it's a proud emblem that we put up in our school. And we have five other elementaries in Maryville, and none of them can say that they were selected for this. So 
we're a little competitive. <laughs> so, uh, as you should be. So, so it, as you should it's, be. It's a token of gratitude from you guys, and we really appreciate it. So. so take us back to something you said just a minute ago. You said, hey, one of the things that the art teacher was able to buy was clay so that she can provide a clay experience for these kids. You said, hey, it's something everybody experiences. I may have missed something as a kid. Maybe people didn't love you. What? How do you play with clay? What does that look like? What do you do? They're going to mold it and make like clay bowls and stuff. And then they, it's not the clay that necessarily needs to go into a kiln, which like a kiln is yeah. you put it and it makes it like hard. This clay gets very, it solidifies essentially without having to go into that. So our kids oh, are making cool. like clay bowl projects, like little um, jewelry bowls, and they're going to be bringing those home. So it's not only... My point with this is, is that what you guys do by allowing our teachers to do this isn't just for the child. Now they're going to bring that home in that clay bowl. Yes. We were all kids once. It's probably going to be sitting somewhere on a dresser somewhere. And that clay bowl sitting in that kid's house or given to the mom as a jewelry bowl was essentially provided yeah. by you guys. So it's that ripple down effect, right? Yeah. It's the ripple in the pond. And actually, it's great you say that principle because we talk often about that in the Ziegler Auto Group, that leadership is a ripple in a pond that once thrown in. It's tough to account for all the ripples. We do remember Kyle and Mark, do you have one of those bowls in your at your home? I have about five or six of them in a box. They're half broken right. and they will never leave this home That's because right. they mean so much because they're a token of the love that the kids had in giving it to us. And then candidly, I'll admit, I have a couple of bowls that I made at Granville Elementary in Provo, Utah, all those years ago. So how cool is that to see Subaru Cares go full circle? Any thoughts on that, Kyle? Well, my uh, I heard something you said about being very competitive with the uh, other uh, five <laughs> total five schools. So I think it's only appropriate to offer Principal Petralia. Will you accept us to come back next year? We officially Absolutely. want to do it again. Absolutely. Oh, right. congratulations. That's exciting. So the, the clay bowls will continue. We need to find out how we up the game for next year. You know, the art teacher is going to have to get super creative. And, you know, I can tell you as one who works within the auto group, it means a ton to us to be able to make an impact in the lives of these kids. Mike, what does it mean to you to know over these past couple of weeks, we've, we've been able to help put shoes on kids that need that help. And for you as a former principal to be able to hear that these kids are going to be able to do things that they haven't been able to do because they've got the resources to do it. Mike, any thoughts? Yeah, you know, in the principal position and in the teacher position, you see so many kids in need and things that others may not perceive. And it's just so special that we're able to give back. And, and it, it is a ripple effect. When you give back, it always comes back to you. So encourage everybody out there, get involved in your communities, get involved in your schools, help out the kids and, and really give back in any way that you can. Principal Petralia, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for driving vision in your school to change the life of these kids. Mark and Kyle, thank you for uh, driving vision on behalf of Subaru and engaging in this event and giving of your time selflessly to help Principal and his vision. Mike, as always, appreciate you being here. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey, everybody, welcome to this episode of the podcast. And actually, today is interesting because with us today, we have back a guest who was with us before the Drive for Life Charity Gala, a benefactor of the Drive for Life Charity Gala. We don't often get to see the actual benefit of the dollars that are spent there, but today 
we get to see it. Maggie, welcome back to the Driving Vision podcast. Thank you for having me. Maggie, you are the executive director of First Day Shoe Fund. And the question we asked you before we go to Matt and Hillary is the question we asked last time you were on, on the podcast, which is this. What is your vision of the world as it relates to First Day Shoe Fund? And how is the charity changing the world, Maggie? First Day Shoe Fund, um, our mission is to provide a brand new pair of athletic shoes to any student um, in Kalamazoo County Elementary Schools. So for us, it's about providing an essential necessity to these students in a dignified manner where they get to enjoy trying on their new shoes, trying on their new socks. And we're basically providing them with something that the vast majority of the time, many of them have never had before. Lots of us take for granted being able to buy a new pair of shoes. Something to match our outfit, something for running, something that fits us better. But for many of the students that we serve, they've never had a brand new pair of shoes that was just for them. Lots of students mm. are wearing hand-me-down shoes or shoes that don't fit necessarily or shoes that have worn out. So we're able to provide them something that they enjoy receiving and makes them able to participate more fully in being a child, basically. They can run faster, they can climb on the climbing frame at recess, they can take part in sports. Um, and that's something that over the last few weeks, kids have been telling us, look how fast I can run. I'm going to be the fastest. My shoes are so cool. I've never had new <laughs> shoes before. So for us, it's about providing something they need, but about providing something they really enjoy getting. And Maggie, when you were on us last time on the podcast, we appreciated the vision of the charity, but it was kind of difficult to see exactly how that would come into play. What is it about a brand new pair of shoes that just feels so good, right? Like there's nothing better than a pair of shoes that fit right and that fit well, that are clean, that are brand new. What is it about that for a child that's so great? I'm going to be honest, I don't know. But they are so excited, <laughs> seriously. They're so excited by the new colors yeah. because they're comfortable. Lots of them say yeah. they're really comfortable and lots of the shoes that we exchange out don't fit them properly. They're too big or they're too small. And some kids have told us, you know, my feet really hurt. So mm. they're excited to have something that's just for them. We yeah. chose a pair just for them. And so I think it makes them feel special and that somebody appreciates them and somebody's doing something, you know, special for them on that day. Yeah. So you prepare all year for a two-week period, which you call the shoe fitting period, right? And that is going on right now. I think we may be in the last week of that. And our team at Ziegler Auto Group, uh, Matt Thomas on our executive team, Hillary Gumbus, part of our HR team, are both with us today. And they were able to be part of this shoe fitting experience. So Matt, tell us a little bit about where you were this week and then uh, we'll talk to Hillary about what the experience was like Matt yeah we had the pleasure of actually volunteering at King Westwood Elementary and I I'll tell you it blew us away it was so much fun and you know just to be able to see the smiles on the students faces and like Maggie was saying the excitement the pure joy of getting a brand new pair of shoes mm -hmm. And you know what blew me away was uh, how organized it was. It completely was when we got there, and the fact that they had everything organized by classroom and student, and they actually did everything they could to find what you would consider to be the perfect pair of shoes for each student. And I mean, it was just it blew you away because when you brought the students in and you fit them on the shoes, it was almost like perfect all the way through the whole morning. And we had a lot of fun just doing it. And I, you know what did for me is it just brought a, a new sense of joy and purpose and a new fire to do everything we can to continue partnering with, you know, organizations just like First Day Shoe Fund. Mm -hmm. Hillary, tell us a little bit about your experience as part of the shoe fitting. 
Matt stole my word. Like I walked out of there going, wow, that just brought so much joy. You know, it just filled your heart. You know, you bring all these little people in and like Maggie said, the shoes that they came in with, a lot of them were worn out, worn down, too small. And we would open that bag and like, I get goosebumps even thinking about it. We'd open that bag and show them their new shoes. And I mean, their their faces would just light up. Mm. They just, every child just loved it. And if a shoe didn't fit or, you know, just something wasn't right, we had a bag backup pair and we were able to to switch it out and every child was just so appreciative yeah it was just such a wonderful wonderful experience so um loving on those kids was good for all of us we all enjoyed it immensely you know, you know hillary as you talk about that and maggie so it would be one thing to generate money for this charity and have someone just go buy shoes and then ship the shoes to the school that would be easy right it would just take money and it would take a little bit of coordination there's something about being there in the school and giving that service where you're doing what Hillary described, you're putting a shoe on their feet. What is it about that, Maggie? Where did that idea come from? And tell us a little bit about why you actually take volunteers into the schools to do that fitting. It seems to me that's a pretty important part of it. It is. That's honestly how it's always been done prior to COVID. COVID kind of messed things up for a couple of years. So when First Day Shoe Fund was originally started, um, our founder was volunteering as a tutor in Kalamazoo schools. So she would buy shoes for kids that she saw needed shoes and she would make sure they fitted. And that was what she did. And then when we founded as a nonprofit, we used to do summer fitting. So we'd invite the kids at summer school to come to a school on a certain day and would have masses of volunteers in a gym. And they would fit shoes all day. Um, But as we've grown outside of Kalamazoo schools, we're now in every single elementary school in the county. So that's 47 different schools. We can't get all the children in one place on one day. That just wouldn't work. So now we get the shoes delivered out to the schools by two men in a truck. They deliver all our shoes for us. And then we bring in our teams of volunteers. And I think in the last two weeks, we've had somewhere between three and 400 volunteers in the schools helping the children try on the shoes. And the reason that's so important is it means that they go home with a pair of shoes that we know fit. If we were just to send them to the school and they just sent them home, we don't know they fit. So we're still... Those children could still be in the same position tomorrow. They've got a pair of shoes that don't fit them. We ask families to order shoes that they think will work for their children. But I'm sure Matt and Hillary will tell you, lots of the shoes don't fit when they come out the bags because families honestly don't know what size shoes their kids wear. So by us being here, we can make sure that everyone goes home with a pair of shoes today that fit them that they can wear tomorrow. And that is what's neat. Hillary, so what did you do as you fit these shoes on these little feet? What do you do with the old shoe? So actually, the day that we're there, they have to wear their old shoe home. Mm. And they we put the new shoes in the bag. They have to take it home to the adult at home just to make sure the adult is okay with the shoe that we've sent. And then they're allowed to, you know, obviously keep it and, and move on. But that was sometimes a hard part of it because we could tell that the shoe we're putting back on their foot, their old shoe was definitely too small. But um, all the kids were, they were gracious about it. They were like, okay, you know, we'll just wear our old shoe home. And then, yeah, they, you know, they knew they were taking that new shoe with them. So they were able to, yeah, they just rolled with it really well. So Matt, if you had to guess during the course of the day, how many shoes did were you able to uh, present to kids uh, during your time at uh, at the uh, elementary school, King Westwood? 
probably uh, yeah, I would guess probably 130, 140 wow. students somewhere in the room. So it's fast. It's, we it's a fast it was fast. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a fa- you know again they were so organized. They had them all in the boxes ready to go. And again, like Hillary said, there were students that the shoes didn't fit right, or maybe they you know there were a few that maybe the color didn't really suit them. And it was so smooth to be able to just say no problem. And they had all these extra. Gloria was fantastic on oh, yeah. the first day shoe fun team. And she had them all ready to go. And we would just walk over, try to find a pair and come right back. And we were able to find another pair for all of those students that were just not quite either comfortable or didn't like the style necessarily. Mm-hmm. And that that w- that's another one of those moments where you're just like, wow, not only did you get them shoes, but if, if for some reason it wasn't just the right fit, no point intended, we were able to make sure we secured that for them. And I mean, everybody was rotating in on our group because everybody wanted to continue doing that all morning long. So it was definitely a lot of fun. So Maggie, when I asked about what it is about a brand new pair of shoe, the, the shoes that's so neat, I remember I'm having in my head a vision of, of, of being a kid. To me, that was a great feeling to go into a shoe store with those old pair of shoes. You put on a brand new pair, you put the old pair in a box or you throw them away and you leave. As a kid, there's you grow out of shoes so quickly. There is just something about that shoe and that new fit, Hillary. What is it that is so, it feels so good. Yeah, having something new feels so good. And like you said, for them, this is like, wow, this is just for me. This isn't a hand-me-down. This is a brand new item for me. And I would say the what Maggie talked about, especially, you know, with the boys and the girls. But um, when we say, oh, look at how fast you're going to be, you know, yeah. we talked about that. And they yeah. all just, yeah. Yeah, they you feel like a million bucks and you do feel like you're going to go faster. So Maggie, mm-hmm. last time we talked, we talked about you guys need like a shoe sponsor. You need like a, a Nike, mm-hmm. a Reebok, a, uh, you know, some shoe manufacturer that steps up. Has that happened since we last talked? The power of our podcast. Has it brought you a shoe sponsor yet? <laughs> no, not yet. And honestly, since we last spoke, all we've been doing is getting ready to give out the shoes. It is on our list for next year. It's just, it's very hard to find a manufacturer, especially in today's financial situation. That can just write off seven to 10,000 pairs of shoes at price. I bought 7,500 pairs of shoes this year and I bought every single pair online by myself. My goodness. it, It can be done. It just takes a little bit more time. You know, I would love to be able to increase the range of shoes we carry. There's certain manufacturers that are much more expensive that we just can't afford yet. I have got a couple of calls into local sports stores who might be willing to work with us. Um, But we completely understand that, you know, everyone has to make a living right now. And sometimes people just can't quite give us shoes at the price we need them to be. You know, it's just hard times right now for everyone. So that's our call to action as part of the Driving Vision podcast in this episode. Having seen what an incredible experience that was for both Matt and Hillary to go into the school to provide the shoe fitting experience for every one of those kids and to see the massive impact you're having in the world. We would love to see a shoe manufacturer step up and become a sponsor of this event. It doesn't replace everything that's being done in the schools of actually putting that well-fitting pair of shoes on the, those little sh- little feet so that they can have their best chance to succeed, to be vibrant, to be healthy in the coming school year. But we're looking for a shoe manufacturer that would help support this effort. So aside from that, Maggie, I'm curious, and I bet all of our listeners are, having bought seven to 10,000 pairs of shoes this year, where's the best place to buy a pair of shoes? <laughs> <laughs> Online. Okay. Because I would rather there was a store I could go to, but I wouldn't be able to fit them in my car. Yes. I buy a lot of shoes from like warehouses, unusual kind of places, sites that have warehouse consignment stuff that comes, you know, 
last season's end of line. They have yeah. random sizes that I need, but other people don't need, you know. There's not many people out there that need men's 12 double wide shoes, yeah. but you know, I, I need everything. So I buy online all the time, to be honest. Yeah. What is the size that's toughest for you to get? Oh, so <laughs> this year it was boys size four. I don't okay. know what's going on, but we couldn't buy enough of them. We did eventually. And to be honest, I can buy a lot of the slightly larger sizes. We go through mostly size one, two, three, and four. Mm. Those are our most common sizes. We give away probably three, four times as many of those as say like a women's seven. So it's just trying to buy the vast number that I need. And the other thing is that I don't want them all to look the same. I don't want someone to know they got the shoes from first day shoe from because everyone's shoes matched because that's not providing with dignity. So we try to have a wide variety of styles and manufacturers and colors so that the kids don't match unless they really want to. Mm-hmm. And that way they all feel special and they all feel different. So at the peak, you have a warehouse where you're storing all these shoes and collecting them for an entire year. How many pairs of shoes did you purchase this year? I bought 7,500 7, because we didn't wow. quite know how big distribution would be this year. It's my yeah. first year job. We gave out just under 5,000 pairs in the last two weeks. We also gave out another 1,000 pairs. Um, we donated some shoes through other organizations earlier in the year. And then as of spring 2020, we're going to start piloting a spring distribution. So mm. we'll be giving out shoes in March and we'll be giving out shoes in September. Um, next year will be a pilot. We'll try it in a few schools to see how hard it will be. We have a staff of one and a half. It's just me. And they mentioned Gloria, who's our part-time program coordinator. So doing it with a tiny staff can get tricky but the hope is from 2024 we'd do it twice a year once in march and once in september so that twice in the year but this week these two weeks certainly is your super bowl right what what does it feel like once it's all done and once that all this coordination is done and the the warehouse is depleted what 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 does it feel like to be done for the year i i don't know yet because i've never done it before it's my first year so i'm waiting for tomorrow and Um, you start over right yeah. And then I said, well, yeah. And so I'm at school right now. I'm sitting in my car because they have no internet today. Mm. Um, so I'm in my car and we're giving out 212 pairs here today. And then I have one smaller school tomorrow and then I am done. So next year, I'll let you know how it feels to be done. But once I'm finished giving out shoes, we then have to inventory everything that's left in the warehouse. We have to, we start our annual appeal that goes out in a couple of weeks to raise money. I'm still grant writing. We have a lot of work to do on marketing, on social media to make sure people know who we are. So the work doesn't stop, just the shoes stop for a little yes, while. Yes. So so Maggie, before I ask you how our listeners can help, how they can contribute in addition to and aside from the uh, the Drive for Life event, Matt, what did it mean to you to participate in this this year? What did it mean to you personally? Well, it meant a lot because when Maggie first sent that out, I was all over it. I, I know when I was a kid, my, you know, my parents couldn't afford new shoes. So I knew what it would have meant to me when I read that email. And so I jumped right on it and I just said, our team will jump on this, Maggie. And so I knew exactly who to go to with our team and they all stepped up right away. And for me, it was just, it really, I, I went back to those moments when I was in my childhood, when I was fitting these these students going, wow, what a difference we're truly making and we're we're serving them in a capacity that is priceless. And so, you know, for those of you that might not be able to support financially, but you live in the Kalamazoo community, a volunteer step up. For those of you that can't volunteer, you can definitely step up by uh, sponsoring a classroom, right? Or a school, if you're an organization that's listening to this podcast right now, and you can make a difference. 
And for me, we were able to make a difference financially and also by being there serving those students that day. It, and it was a blessing. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Hillary, what did it mean to you to be part of this this week? A lot of the same as, as what Matt said again, but I giving back to the community means so much. So again, just being able to bless those children, being a part of you know, a wonderful organization that was doing it. It just, yeah, it meant a lot. You walked out, I walked out of there just feeling like, again, my heart was just kind of overflowing. So it was, it was awesome. So thank you, Hillary. So Maggie, how can our listening public at the Driving Vision podcast, how can we help? How can we help in your mission to fit kids who need a pair of shoes with these new pair of shoes that will make them faster, that ensure, help them with better success as they go throughout the school year, but most importantly, to I think there's something about the respect and love and care. So Matt mentioned a few ways, so good job, well done. One way is we do have 47 schools, and this year 39 of the 47 schools had a corporate sponsor. So they were people like Ziegler and other local businesses. We had a few churches, we had some individuals. Um, and you can sponsor a classroom, which is $500, which for some donors is perfectly within their you know reach. And then we look for larger sponsors um, between $1,500 and $2,500. And those sponsorships help us to cover some of the costs of the shoes that we provide at those schools. It doesn't help us run the organization, but it does help us buy more shoes. So if anyone out there runs a business, is part of an organization that wants to get involved, we would love to talk to you um, before next year's distribution. Um, Especially as we look to go twice a year, we'll be looking for even more sponsors more often. Again, if you're interested in volunteering, we often have volunteering opportunities at our warehouse, counting shoes, opening shoes, putting them away. Next year, we'll have volunteering opportunities during distribution in March and in the fall. Um, And another way is honestly just to share what we're doing. So if you don't already receive our newsletter, I send one out twice a month by email. You can sign up for it at our website. What's your website? It's literally just firstdayshoefund.org. We have an easy website. You can sign up for our newsletter. That tells you when volunteering events are on. That tells you what we're doing. It keeps you up to date on what we're doing in the community. And if you you like us on social media or you follow us, I will say I'm more on Facebook than Instagram. I still haven't got to grips with Instagram yet. And you share our posts. The more people that share what we do, the more community awareness it brings to our program, which helps families know hey, we should ask for shoes next time because some families don't realize that they should ask if they need them. And it also helps donors know that, you know, we're looking for donations. Well, that's awesome. (laughs) So to our listeners, First Day Shoe Fund, go to the website, get involved, make a difference. To any shoe manufacturers out there, our goal, Maggie, is we would love to see a corporate sponsor be able to help you in this incredible mission of putting uh, shoes on kids' feet and I know there's someone out there that's listening to this that has a connection, a contact that as they're hearing this incredible story and the impact you and your team are having is thinking, hey, I know someone that either makes shoes, has shoes, manufactures shoes, is in marketing or advertising in a company. And let's rally and help Maggie and her uh, mission to change the world one kid at a time in the Kalamazoo area as they put uh, shoes on kids' feet. So uh, Maggie, First Day Shoe Fund, thank you for being with us today. Matt, And Hillary, thank you for making a huge difference in the lives of these kids by participating in the shoe fitting uh, this past week at King Westwood Elementary School. Your example is a huge inspiration to each and every one of us. So thank you all for being here today. Thank you. A big thanks to Coach Jess from Athletic Mentors, all who participated from Subaru Merrillville and Principal Petralia, Maggie with First Day Shoe Fund, and members of Team Ziegler who participated in last week's shoe fitting. And a special thanks to you, our listening audience, for continuing to make us one of the most listened to business podcasts. And until next week, how are you 
driving vision today.